Welcome to the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast. In today's episode, we recap Pro Worlds and do a recap of the Mighty Miss Tournament with Carrie Ricketts and Tracy Lopez, and also feature a discussion with Colorado's Erica Weir and Andrea Eaton. All right, time to talk Ladies Disc Golf. Hey everyone, this is Becca Kephart, and joining me today in the studio is Lupe Harada. We have a little bit of a different episode for you today, uh, but pretty much the same. Uh, just had some scheduling changes, but I am really, really excited about the audio that we have for you today. So let's just jump right in, and Lupe, what you been disking? Well, um, what I've been disking is playing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> You guys did a lot of rain while <laughs> yeah. I was gone. Oh we got gosh. so much rain. So my shoes right now are just sitting on my porch trying to dry off with the, whatever <laughs> little sun we got today. But yeah. um, Stephanie Roberts and yeah. I, Stephanie, uh, she runs a lot of Sunday beginner league. Yeah. Leaves or, or um, I don't know if it's a league. It's like or... a just come and learn how yeah, to play yeah. disc golf. It's more of a please come and like learn how to play disc golf. Yeah. Try it. You'll love it. Yeah. Um, but she does a really good job with that. And we went out and played uh, Saturday morning with a yeah. dog. And as soon as we got there, it just started misting. Oh, right. And, yeah. Yeah. And it didn't stop until at least hole six or seven. So we were completely soaked from like the ankle down. Yeah. Um, but it was a good round. We got through the whole thing and the dog had fun. So that's good. Was yeah. she super muddy afterwards though? No, surprisingly. That's good. No, that's really good. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the grass. The grass yeah. here is around 10 inches tall because right. no one can mow their lawn yet. Right. Right. And it just stays wet all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I'll get a little bit more into this, but I was in Colorado uh, pretty much throughout uh, pro worlds. Um, I was there Thursday through sun Saturday, Sunday, um, and got to play some disc golf and that was really cool, but I am really excited cause I was there for a wedding. Uh, one of my really close friends got married and I played guitar for a wedding. It was really great, but that was a lot of planning and just was on my mind. And I'm really excited to be back and just focus on playing some disc golf cause it's been a minute and I'm really excited for the Midwest amateur championship that's coming up. Uh, and I definitely need to get back into my practicing for that. So I am just stoked to play disc golf. We're going to start with a Pro Worlds discussion. Pro Worlds just wrapped up a few hours ago. It was incredibly exciting. And hey, Paige Bierkus, go for it, Lupe. Say your thing. <laughs> <laughs> I told um, Becca as soon as I saw her and as soon as she called me up about the podcast, I said, I'm just going to go ahead and just tell everybody that I said it first, <laughs> yeah. that Paige should keep playing. And look at this. Yeah. I am a clairvoyant messenger, apparently. <laughs> so if anybody wants lotto numbers, just hit me up. I'll send you a few numbers. We'll see if they hit. Yeah. Last time you were on the podcast, several podcasts ago. Yeah. So I think you called it kind of before everybody else did. But oh my goodness, Paige Bierkus, it's really wonderful. I mean, I don't know really of anyone who's not a fan of her. She's fantastic. Uh, speaking of Colorado, right? I was in Colorado. Uh, shout out to Bruce and Jacob that we played up at Edora with um, with my dad. It was a really, really fun round. Um, but they knew her way back when, and they were talking about, you know, kind of watching her grow up when they were out in Colorado. And um, just an incredible tournament. Obviously, the 10-21 rated round stands out. Yeah. She never relinquished the lead after that. That was just, that was basically it. Um, it was really, really incredible. Uh, so I was in the middle of Kansas driving home and I was just listening to the live coverage on my phone and like, I really should have pulled over, but I was just like glancing at it after she won. And it was such a sweet moment between her and, and, uh, mama and papa Birkis, Doug and, uh, Noemi. I mean, it was just really, really special. Um, it was special to see again, pull over everybody. Don't do what I did. And I know better. And I still did it. Um, but just to see everybody, you know, hugging her, just the camaraderie, the joy um, that everyone was kind of feeling was was really cool. Um, and so I kind of want to just review some stuff about Pro World, kind of get your thoughts too. 
Uh, Paige Pierce comes in second. And really, honestly, minus just a really not good round three. She shot well. I mean, she had that 10-10 rated round. Uh, She is just, you know, she plays her game, which is a really, really aggressive game. Mm Mm-hmm. And kind of over these last few tournaments, I feel like, that have been in the woods, she's just had some really tough kicks. Um, I think she probably would be the first to say that some of her... She just hasn't hit her lines. Like, ultimately, um, you know, she's always going to go for it. And so when she's going for it and not hitting the lines, you you see some of those bigger numbers. Yeah. And another thing that I noticed across um, all the... I watched the post-produced Jomez yeah. covered for FPO. Um, a lot of the putts were just not hitting. Yeah. They were so just many not. And, outs. Oh and my gosh, obviously yeah. no one wants to say anything like, oh, it might have been the baskets. I haven't watched any MPO just because sure. I usually just watch the FPO. Um, but yeah, just so much like chain outs or yeah. kind of right on the edge. And mm-hmm. I don't know if it was more nerves because some of the people on there just haven't been right. on lead card as consistently yeah. as they were this Gotcha. So you're talking about like not just Paige, but like everybody kind of yeah, on the card. Across the board. Just some splash mm-hmm. outs. Yeah. Because I was going to say with Paige Pierce, I, I certainly noticed some, I mean, a lot of very close calls yeah. on the putts. Um, but yeah, I mean, the nerves were obvious, right? <laughs> like it's world and it's a huge field, the biggest FPO field we've ever had at a world. So um, hard to not, not feel that pressure, even yeah. though, you know, Vermont's a beautiful place all this joy but everybody wants it you know and that's that's what makes it fun if everybody didn't want it then they really shouldn't be there so um but yeah it's it's hard to to kind of balance that um so I mean I really kind of want to like shout out like everybody who got to play today like the top 20 (laughs) because there's so many good stories in there um but we'll kind of just hit a few Jessica Weiss, Jay Weezy, Fodderway uh into third and that was really neat. Uh, she tied with Sarah Hokum for third place. And hey, Rebecca Cox, right? We were talking yes. about this earlier. I mean, she never came off lead card. Like, she didn't. That is so consistent. It's so good. Um, I heard on the live coverage that she was fighting a bit of a shoulder injury uh, today, too. But she still managed to hang in there, you know, and have a, a decent round. Um and she's another player, just like Paige Bierkis, who's just been on this upward trajectory all season. Because, like, earlier in the season, I feel like Rebecca would get on um, lead card for, like, a round, maybe two rounds. And then she'd struggle and fall, you know, pretty down the leaderboard. But she's she's really found that consistency, which is neat. Yeah, and I'm just, like, constantly impressed by her drives, mm-hmm. by how clean her shots are and yeah. her putting is pretty good yeah like, no she, it, she, she was has a really doing like, a good job forceful putt which is cool like she yeah, really you, goes after it and you can see the basket just move and i know that sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna shoot you in the foot you sure know, you're gonna right, blow past right, right. it but it was just right. she was just so good and you know talking about hitting those lines especially after watching the mvb coverage from last week like she she's hitting her lines yeah um which is is what is making all the difference on these and hey, Katrina Allen struggled, but her two uh, finishing rounds, I, I can't remember, they were both over 960, but really, really solid, and she kind of shot up the leaderboard and tied for sixth. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how that might catapult her kind of through the end of the, the season here, because she, yeah, she had two really good rounds um, there at the end, uh, and she tied for sixth with Zoe Andike, who had a great tournament. Like, Zoe has been... Uh, back home in Oregon hasn't really been on on tour and she played great um if you don't follow uh Tina now Oakley shout out to Tina and Eric because they got married since we last did a podcast and it looks like everyone had a great time it was awesome and yes shout out to them but uh Tina Oakley uh was posting a whole bunch of great stuff on on Facebook because she was there caddying for Paige Pierce and caught just this insane put I don't know if you saw this on Facebook yet this put from Zoe and Ike like over a giant rock i mean it's just really great just like go check it out like zo and zoe is our uh world champion of putting i mean she's oh, a great player. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so shout out to zoe zoe's just the best um i also want to shout out Kristen tatar she was my dark horse pick so <laughs> <laughs> but she made it to lead card on one day and she just man she had like a terrible fourth round yeah. but other than that she played 950 or above golf the whole time 
Um, so congrats to her. She took eighth, had a really good showing. Again, unfortunately, that one round on camera wasn't so hot. Uh, but outside of that, she played really, really well. Um, I'm excited to see her continue to progress along with all those other European players uh, that are rocking it. Um, speaking of, Natalie Holoki, Holokoi. Natalie <laughs> from Sweden was in uh, solo ninth place. Great, great showing from her. Uh, Haley King and Madison Walker uh, tied for 10th. And I tell you, Haley King is another name that, you know, just keep, keep an eye on her. She's 16. She got some time. And I, oh, yeah. I mean, gosh, to tie for 10th when you're 16. That's it's pretty nice. good. It's pretty good again. Really big field. <laughs> um, she throws real good, real far, uh, has a really balanced game. So she's just going to, I'm excited to see things from her uh, in the future. Again, I could shout out like, everybody because there's so many storylines i wanted to give a shout out for uh elaine king though like elaine king really really struggled in the beginning on courses that she's normally you know going to be pretty good on and she really fought back in the last two rounds had some really nice high uh, rated rounds to cash um and i also wanted to give a shout out to lauren butler lauren was on our podcast this season and um a lot of people around her know her really well and really like her she's really great but, you know, I've kind of been following her all season and she's had times where she'll have like a tournament where she'll have a, one or two good rounds and then maybe a round, you know, pretty below her rating. And, and it just kind of seems like she's struggled with consistency a bit. And she was so consistent uh, at Worlds. Everything, every round was above, well above her rating. Um, really, really happy to see that. You mentioned you watched the Joe Mez coverage. Yes. And we had Madison and Lisa on the mic. Yes. I only got to see a little bit of it, but it seemed like they were rocking it. As yeah, no, the it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was very good coverage. Um, I think they did a great job. Um, yeah. I actually don't know if they've they've uh, been. They have. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of been. They're kind of the big sexy now of <laughs> FPO. And Joe, <laughs> Joe Mez hasn't done, you know, a ton of post-produced FPO coverage mm -hmm. just because for obviously the whole pro tour, it's been all Terry. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, all Smashbox live stuff like that we've kind of evolved to throughout the season. So I don't think that's like necessarily on purpose. But when it has been Joe Mez coverage, I think it's been pretty yeah. much madison and, and lisa and i will say it is definitely on par with the coverage that we've received from mpo in the past yeah like definitely there's very little difference between one and the right. other yeah. um very insightful uh yeah. also great anecdotes just yeah. like mpo so um i think the ladies have been doing a great cool. job and the coverage is very very clean. yeah i want to i want to go back and watch i watched a little bit of it um i only had so much time I kind of spent more time. I had these pocket windows in the morning on my trip where I was able to catch the live coverage here and there. Mm -hmm. And again, I, I listened to it, um, pretty much all of it on uh, driving across Kansas this morning. And, and shout out to Hannah Macbeth, man. Like commentating is hard. <laughs> she was certainly not perfect, but I really, really hope that she continues to do it if she has a desire to do more in disc golf media i think she would be a perfect candidate for it and you know she has got a great voice for it she's got really good delivery but i feel like her priorities for commentating were really really good she was really focused on providing information um stats certainly but not only that but just some of that more personal interest stories about FPO her passion for the FPO players really came through it was really really good because I think that's something that we're missing a little bit is just a little bit more of kind of the 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 background of the players mm -hmm. and like Again, I, I love Lisa and Madison's commentary, but that's different because they're, you know, they're they're in the tournament, right? Yeah. And especially kind of teaming up with Terry, what I thought was really neat about Hannah is is she's there. She knows these players. She's played with them, but this isn't like a tournament that she was playing in. Yeah. So she was able to have kind of a unique perspective um, because of that, but she just yeah she did a really good job i feel like she was really well received and dude like i think at its peak today uh obviously it was the final round but we got well over four thousand people that were were watching live oh wow which is good yeah you know we need another zero in that number <laughs> but that's just across the board for disc golf right so i think 
it was very successful. I never saw less than, usually the few times I tuned in, it was at least a thousand people watching. I mean, because I think this is the first time we've ever had, you know, live coverage like that of MPO. And I think another reason why we hit, even though the numbers hit 4,000, it's just hard to make sure that you stay there, sit there the whole time listening to live coverage. So um, that's why I'm really glad that we're getting a lot more post-production. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, having both is great, you know. And I think um, the live coverage was just really neat to have in the moment, um, especially at Worlds because, you know, it's this this big tournament. So. Disc golf media, it's gonna keep evolving. Um, I'm gonna, I'm really excited. Here in a minute, you're gonna get to hear from two ladies from Colorado, Andrea Eaton and Erica Weir. I had a great conversation with them. It was really exciting. They're really passionate, relatively new. Um, I'm really excited for y'all to hear what they have to say. Um, but there's a couple things that we were talking about that didn't really make it into the audio um, that we were kind of talking about after I turned the mics off. And and one of those things that are just you know, opportunities for women in disc golf, even off the course, right? And there are a lot. (laughs) I think the more people, we've said it all season, but like the more people that we attract that have skills, that have desires to kind of jump out into um, not just the media, but just any positions of ways that we can highlight the women's game, you know, and, and that's what got me so like pumped up today listening to <laughs> Hannah McBath because I'm like, yeah, Hannah, because it's and like that's the other thing like that. The second thing that, you know, didn't really make it into the audio that we were talking about is we what something that we're, the podcast is doing, but there needs to be more of is communication between female disc golfers across the board, across the U.S., across the world. Right. Because like where a lot of us are really on the same page that so many of us are passionate in similar ways and being able to communicate with each other for one helps fuel that passion, but also hopefully we can start getting more accomplished. You know, ultimately that's the goal, right? Uh, So we're going to take a break. And when we come back from the break, I'm so excited. You get to hear from Tracy Lopez and Carrie Ricketts. I interviewed them they ran the Mighty Miss tournament that we talked a little bit about on the last podcast, which was a all-women's tournament in the Quad Cities. It was the finale of the Midwest Women's uh, Tour Series, and we, we talk about that too. One thing that we forgot to talk about that they they, made, they uh, asked me to make sure that I mentioned is that the Mighty Miss was comic book themed, which I think is the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? I agree. And like all the player pack stuff, like all the things, like uh, it was all just... Again, they want to, you know, emphasize this about like women's empowerment and and comic books are dope. I mean, they're just super fun. So really cool. And then after that, we'll have my discussion with Andrea Eaton and Erica Weir out in Colorado. So stay tuned for that. And also, we have some giveaways coming. Oh, my goodness. No, we don't. <laughs> Lupe wants we to have one giveaway. Lupe want, we have two giveaways. Lupe. Lupe <laughs> wants to win the giveaway, but we're here going to be like chill and cool and not maybe let Lupe win the giveaway by default. <laughs> I don't know. Lupe should have all the things. But anyway, uh, Lupe and I just finished doing our second Lupe and Becca throw discs video. So here's the thing about YouTube. Uh, Until you have three videos, you're not searchable. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to throw up this next video. I might just do like a really short video that's like, hi, I'm Becca. And now we're searchable. (laughs) (laughs) I just put up that third one. You should just give a quick synopsis of what this channel is (laughs) about. Yeah, exactly. Go to the podcast. Yeah, exactly. So I'll do something to make us searchable. But what that means is you have to go to our Facebook page uh, in order to find a link to our YouTube. And I'll get a link on the the website too that would be a smart person thing to do also if you go to our instagram if you look at our bio the link is right there anyway lupa and i did our second video and there is a chance to win an md4 or an mvp matrix uh you just gotta watch the video and watch to the end um to find out how to do that and i'll hopefully have that video up in the next week or so and we hit we hit 500 followers on instagram look look at us go Instagram, the happy social media where it's kind of like just happy all the time because it's harder to be like all 
weird i guess you can just pictures you can be moody you just have to do it on your stories i just don't yeah i still haven't figured out stories man i'm so lame but anyway um i think it's more not lame that i'm just i want like a record of it of all time i don't like that it goes away no you can you can you can go ahead and sticky them to your uh your actual profile so you can keep a record of them all right because that's i'll show you how to do that because that's totally my thing like i keep all the things anyway but in honor of that we're gonna give away the coolest looking soft proxy like the soft proxy is my new favorite disc it's become one of my main approach discs i just love 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 it so we got a super sweet like all white pink rim jelly bean stamp fancy pants um one that we're gonna we're gonna give away on there too so look for those giveaways and sit tight and we'll be right back with Carrie Ricketts and Tracy Lopez. Looking for the perfect disc golf disc to take your game to the next level? Ladies First Disc Golf makes the disc selection process easy with an inventory of women's friendly discs. Ladies First Disc Golf wants to make sure you are looking and feeling great on the course. Jazz up your disc golf wardrobe with a large selection of apparel items for women disc golfers chosen and designed by women's disc golfers. At Ladies First Disc Golf, the ladies always come first. Visit ladiesfirstdiscgolf.com for all of your women's disc golf, disc, apparel, and accessory needs. Joining me are Carrie Ricketts and Tracy Lopez. They were the TDs of the recent Mighty Miss All-Women's Tournament. That was the conclusion of the Midwest Women's Tour. And I believe this was the first time y'all were TDs. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. So what made you decide to TD an event? Um, well, last year I was kind of thrown around the idea, like it's something I've never done and it's something that I wanted to do. Um, it was a challenge I was willing to take on and, uh, I was hoping I'd had people <laughs> get my back on this. And I did, I did. There was a, a ton of support out in the community on getting this up and running. So, um, it, it made it a little easier to, to get through and, and get things done what needs to be done. So what would you say were kind of some of the challenges of being a first-time TD and some of the successes that you had, too? (laughs) Yeah, like, where to begin with that? (laughs) Everything was a challenge. I am not going to lie. Sure. Um, Only for the fact that I had no idea what I was doing. It was starting from the bottom and building all the way up and following through to the finale. Yeah. we had a, I had a little practice on how to get a tournament going. Um, back in 2009, the Quad Cities ran um, the USWDGC yeah. um, Nationals event here. So my feet were a little wet, more like my toes were trying to get <laughs> in the water. Um, <laughs> but, but I had a goal to, to have it as good of a tournament or if not better. Um, with my experiences with traveling with disc golf and, and playing many varieties of tournaments, everything from uh, C tiers to majors, um, I, I figured I had a pretty good grasp on on what needed to be put into a tournament to get it run. I understand it was only a C tier, but I wanted it to be the best C tier. I wanted women to have fun, to want to grow to sport, bring their friends, hang out, make new friends. So. Uh, with that being said, um, 2009 USWDGC only had 48 women attend. Um, yeah, I know it seems like such a low number, but this is when it just started to travel and bounce around from Peoria. So, so my goal, I actually set out there as like, I'll be happy with 30 women signing up, but 40 men, that would be the top. And we ended up with 39 women out here playing in the Quad Cities. That was awesome. So, um, for pro masters alone. I mean, we had eight women show up in that division, and to to prove the growth of the of the sport, we had twelve wrecked women playing C two. Not sure if you know that course or not, but it is championship caliber, and it seemed to me that they all pretty much enjoyed themselves out there and had a good time. <laughs> awesome. So you mentioned the course there a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit more about the specifics of the tournament? Um, the course that you used and the format and all of that? Sure. Um, for the, the Quad Cities, we are, we are on the border of Iowa and Illinois. So originally we were going to hold everything on the Iowa side. And then when we got the date, the date was August. 
And our Iowa side courses are, they're just so hard to upkeep. Uh, we get lots of poison ivy and nettles and thorns. So we went ahead and opted to choose uh, the Camdens over on the Illinois side. So we actually technically called it the Quad City Tournament rather than an Illinois tournament. Um, but those courses are easy to maintain. Camden 2 has its own work crew that just keeps it pristine like a ball golf course in the summertime. So, you know, that kind of made our decision there on um, when we finally got the date, you know, for August. So that kind of made our decision. And then as far as playing Camden 2, Camden 2 is an amazing amazingly designed course by Chris Sprague who lives here in the Quad Cities and it's our top course and there's one set of tee pads but each hole probably has three or four different basket placements so we had a lot to choose from there and it, it's just an amazing course we really wanted women to be able to experience the beauty behind it and so, you know, we kind of created a layout that was a little more women's friendly, rec friendly, but still could challenge the pros as well. And a lot of the time, the women in this area, they can't play some of our larger tournaments because they really stretch out Camden 2 to the max. I mean, they're, they're throwing 700,000 foot holes and it's a challenging course with ravines and hills and lots of trees, but it's also an extremely fair course. So a lot of risk and, and reward, um, but it's extremely fair. So we felt like that would be an amazing one to start with. Um, and then Camden won the original course. You know, it's been in the ground, oh, I don't know, since... 2000 maybe close to to 20 years probably so you know it's it's beat in very well you've got definite lines it's still a little challenging in the woods but it has a mix of open holes and then a mix in the woods too so between the two courses you've got some serious wooded challenging play and then you've got a course that is flat and open in some areas and then mildly challenging in the woods. So I think it was the perfect fit for a women's only tournament. Awesome. Cool. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's really great. So this was the concluding event for the Midwest uh, women's tour. And can you tell us a little bit more about the Midwest women's tour, how many events it was and kind of the setup and the format for that? Okay, um, the Midwest Women's Tour, um, obviously, is a tour that runs through the Midwest, and we all collaborated together with Innova. Um, Aaron Oakley headed the tour and got everything rolling on this. Um, it it contained five states working together, um, and it's based off of a point system. So the the more events you attend, the more points you've got. Um, how you placed in your division, the more points you got and added points for actually winning. Um, The bonus for our event being the finale of this tour is that if you attended the Mighty Miss here in the Quad Cities, you received double the points. So let's say you were like third or fourth in line for winning your division, just showing up to the Mighty Miss could be enough to push you into first place. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, that's really neat to hear about. And hopefully we'll see some more of these women's tours happen around the country. So do you have plans to run the Mighty Miss again next year? Uh, we're kind of throwing the idea around. Um, so it, it's more or less like what kind of troops we can round up around here uh, to help us out and, uh, and get the ball rolling. Like I started the Mighty Miss for this year back on January 23rd. So it's, it, it yeah, it takes a lot of time, a lot of commitment, a lot of organization, and you know, just you got to keep your ducks in a row and keep going. So um, we're gonna, we're gonna take a month or two off here, just kind of <laughs> revel in in what has happened, perspired, and and came about of this year's um, because we're we're very satisfied, very happy with with the turnout and everything. So 
hopefully sooner than later we can get an answer because we've been asked by several, several people (laughs) if we would do it again. That's great. That's great. (laughs) It's good to get some rest too. I know it's a lot of work. (laughs) Uh, I still have y'all with me. Uh, Can you share with us a little bit about the women's disc golf scene in the Quad Cities and what you have going on up there? Um, In the Quad Cities, we run a Dolls League, which is a disc on ladies league that was originally started up in Wisconsin with uh, Jenny Samford's group up there. I believe there was one other person that kind of speared it up and she uh, took it over. And then uh, we asked if we could create our own Quad City version of the dolls and she was on board with that. With that, it kind of gave us more of a more of a marketing theme uh, based around a women's league, which which helps. Um, our local shop, the Iron Lion, uh, Jessica there, tried to get a women's league going for one or two seasons. And, you know, it was always the same three to five people. And to her, you know, it wasn't really worth her time and effort to close the store to, you know, be able to come out. So um, I think they took like a year off. And then and then we decided to try the dolls one. And it, it's it's kind of tough because you might have a night where you you have two people show up and then we've had nights where we've had 12 to 15 people at our league. The past year or two, you know, we've gotten some new tournament players out of it, which was awesome. Uh, You know, two diehards out of running the summer league. So, so to me, that was kind of worth it in and of itself, but we really have about the same five or six people to show up all this time. I don't really, it's hard to find a rhyme or reason as to really what brings the ladies out for league and then what keeps them away. So we just kind of mix it up this year. We thought uh, instead of running a weekly league, we decided to run one every three or four weeks. And that seemed to help because it kind of drove some momentum and people could plan ahead and not do the whole, well, I'll make it next week. Um, you know, it was only one time a month, so, you know, hopefully you can make it. Otherwise you're going to have to wait another month. Um, so, you know, we just keep trudging along and, you know, if we get some diehard players out of it, then it's, it's awesome. If anything, um, it, it kind of keeps people aware that, Hey, there are women in this area that play disc golf and, you know, for the gentlemen to kind of always keep us in mind as well. That's all really great information. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking some time to share your experiences with us. And yeah, congrats on what sounds like was a great tournament. Thank you. Thank you. I am actually here in the flesh with Andrea Eaton and Erica Weir, two Colorado disc golfers that have come on really, really strong this season. Uh, so I want to talk with y'all a little bit about your disc golf uh, past and just what you got going on this season and what's going on here in Colorado. So Erica, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about how you came to disc golf, how long you've been playing, all that good stuff? Yeah. So I came to disc golf through Ultimate Frisbee. Mm. So um, I had never really been good at throwing anything except softballs. <laughs> uh, my mom will back me up on that for sure. <laughs> Um, so I had played sports my whole life, uh, really competitive softball player, played lacrosse in college, came out here and fell in love with Colorado and everything mm-hmm. it had to offer, the lifestyle, and that sort of led me to Ultimate Frisbee because my friends were playing. Um, so the, the first year I was basically a cutter, so I was just catching stuff and then mm-hmm. I started like really getting into like for an off season throwing and I came back and it was great. So. Um, I was on a team that went to nationals in 2011. It was awesome. And then my body just started breaking down mm-hmm. and it was, wasn't for me anymore. But I was just like, I figured this, you know, throwing thing out. I want to stay yeah. with it. And my really good friend, Jen Underwood was like, all right, let's take a beer to a course. Like, this is going to feel weird because it's not an ultimate disc, but you should do this. And I mean, she jokes, she's like, I should have never introduced you. It was <laughs> five, five to six months later, and I was like, look, I can't do any of these casual rounds anymore. Yeah. I am serious about this. Like, we're not playing with 12 people. We're yeah. breaking into fours. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I really have only ever played in Colorado other than the tournaments we've traveled to sure. from here, which has been great. But um, that's sort of my scene. So I've been playing for five years. I would say the first year was kind of like got my PDGA number played in a couple tournaments. Mm-hmm. So 
even though it reflects 2014, it still feels like 2015 was my first year. But, um, you know, last year I took a bit of a break and then this year just sort of found, um, reignited passion and just wanted to sort of get after it with, um, you know, practice and a lot more tournaments and tag matches and things of that nature. So I would definitely say that this year's for me the most I've ever been committed to the sport. So coming from Ultimate, are you more of a forehand dominant player? Or? Um, I feel as though Andrew would back me up on this. Uh, we were playing around like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I was like, am I, am I a flicker? And she, <laughs> she's like, yeah, I think, I think that's what you are, you know? Definitive yes. Yeah. So, yes. you know, it's, it's funny when I play, um, you know, w- with my girls and with guys and stuff like that, like... It, um, I see the line, and yeah. it, it doesn't frighten me because I cannot throw an Anheuser at this point. That is that is a, a 2019 season goal for me, for sure, but as it stands right now, that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, I, I love flicking. Um, I've recently come across uh, a new disc from Innova. It's an AVR X3. It's an yeah. overstable putter. Yeah. If you ever watch coverage on TV, it's one of the commercials that yeah. always plays. Oh, yeah. Um, I got it from, uh, Josh from Gazebo mm-hmm. Disc Golf and, uh, from the Spring Fling and I've loved it ever since I've thrown yeah. it. And now I think, I literally just bought two more last night. So I have five because they change in their stability a little bit. Yeah. So it's, um, for me, it's more of like a, a longer mid, but if it's an upshot that I, that I need to happen, yeah. I, I will say firmly that I have just been defaulting to forehand. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, the people I played with today, I saw it happen, but they were joking about how nothing flips here, and they're not kidding. No, like, it's I'm real. pretty good at Annie's in general, and I no. could get nothing to flip today. It is. <laughs> like, it, it is a bad. much different yeah, environment yeah, yeah. here. Um, yeah. I think elevation plays a huge part. I think if you've never played here before, you're sort of questioning, you know, like, wait a minute, what do, right. I, what do you mean I have to bring another oh, bag, yeah. or yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how about this or that, you know, and yeah. I, I always find it fascinating with the pros come, like, when they're here for Rocky yeah. Mountain Women's, they're just throwing their regular bag, and I am like, I'm going to step back, and <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say, that is another level of good, because I'm like, I need to buy everything yeah. new and different yeah. at a different elevation, or, you know, a different... Um, I mean, I just, the air, yeah. humidity, like it all, it yeah. just makes such a huge difference to me. Yeah. And I may be a very, very delicate disc golf flower, but <laughs> just coming from elevation, it's a much different type of situation. Yeah, so awesome. you, you hear all the time, like people are like, this is what this disc is supposed to do. And you're like, right. no, it's not. <laughs> right. Cause I right. live in Colorado right. and yeah. you know, you're like, that's not what it does at all for me. And then you go somewhere like GBO and I, whatever mm-hmm. the, the, I've done two Kansas tournaments, but and both times I go and I actually throw the disc. I'm like, huh, that's actually what it does, um, but not in, it, not here. Yeah. And so you really, it's interesting because you know you learn to play disc golf somewhere like Colorado, mm-hmm. and you think you know what you're doing because this is what you learn, and you go somewhere else, and all of a sudden it's completely different, it is. Mm-hmm. right? And I think it's what, like people come here and they're like, oh my gosh, it's so different here. But so to go somewhere like Kansas or whatever, mm-hmm. and you try to throw these discs that you know what they're going to do, and they mm-hmm. do not do yeah. that thing. And I think that's quite a shock. So, yeah. like, the numbers mean not right. nothing but in Colorado. But it's just, it's so different yeah. Yeah. Um, from anywhere else. But I to go back to what you said, she's a flick player for sure. <laughs> I just want you You're to know she's a forehand player. That's fantastic. Period. She'll teach me someday. I keep trying. I know. I've got, like, zero forehand, so that's <laughs> me, dope. That's I asked, great. I asked her great. for Anheuser and putting help. She asked me for forehand. <laughs> nice. So I think next next year we'll figure we're it out together. Yeah. We got it. We got we'll it. put it together and maybe have, like, one complete <laughs> game. <laughs> we're good. We can do this again. So, Andrea, give mm-hmm. us your background, how you came to disc golf, and everything that you've been doing this year, because it's sure. been a lot. Yeah. Um, so I played disc golf, I mean, for a little while. I played recreationally. Um you know, a lot of my friends, uh, I mean, this has been, you know, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. um, they were playing tournaments. And so we'd go out and play, um, Gail Pace, I know she like, she played for dynamic, um, mm-hmm. but she, she kept trying to get me to tournaments and I just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so August of last year, I just, uh, I think was going through things in my life where I'm like, I want to do something to meet people and yeah. be active. Yeah. And so I played in a tag match and then I went to a boulder tag match and didn't realize that tags were not all the same. You had mm-hmm. to buy different ones. <laughs> Got it. Learn that. Um, and then I actually played in uh, the rising Phoenix, which was an all women's tournament. Mm-hmm. And I played intermediate mm-hmm. and I went and I didn't know what I was doing and like, what's a mini and all that <laughs> stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was so cool to be involved, like, and be around at, women who were playing yeah. and there were, I mean, probably 30, 40 women. And, um, 
so that was my first tournament and I ended up, I won intermediate mm-hmm. and I really, that was my aha, like, oh my gosh, that's what this is about. It's yeah. actually competitive. So yeah. being a former athlete, yep. you, you don't realize when you just see people playing what the sport really is. And yeah. then all of a sudden you realize there's this whole other level of competition. Yeah. Um, and so, so I, from then on, it's, if I could play every day, I will. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming into this season, um, you know, going to tag matches and, and, and the Boulder's la- Boulder ladies tags, we play together a lot. And mm-hmm. to be around people who love what you do, like mm-hmm. the same things, and it's fun, and you meet friends and whatever. So I started playing tournaments this year and started in advanced and was doing well. Um, and at just some point decided I knew that I wasn't going to go to Amworld. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just decided to make the jump to open because realistically – um, that's what I want to do. Like, I'm yeah. in. Like, I'm yeah. in. Like, if I had an RV or a bus... She is <laughs> so <laughs> If I had it today, I would go. I would be... Beep, I'd be beep. There'd be a cloud of smoke. And I'd be like, remember me when you're famous. <laughs> that's like, what it would be. The puffs of smoke, I'm good. Yeah. Um, that would be it. No, but yeah, like, I really want to do this. And so yeah. I'm like, why not just compete against yeah. um, people who also have that same passion? And, yeah. you know, I think, I think that is a path. But I, you know, I went to GBO and played advanced and... Obviously didn't play as well as I thought I could, but mm-hmm. still competed. And yeah. so I realized that, hey, maybe this is something that you really can do. And mm-hmm. so um, I played basketball as, an, as a mm-hmm. young person. I played college. I played semi-pro. And when that was over, I didn't really have anything. Yeah. And so the discovery of something that gave me that passion again, yeah. is it, 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 man, it just matters so much. Mm-hmm. And so I truly, I try to play as often as I can every day. Yeah. And people are like, stop playing so much. And I think that's real. <laughs> Um, but I just, I love it. I love the competition. I love the people that you meet. I love the fact that it is, it is a physical sport. It's a mental sport. Yeah. There are all these pieces like what's kind of the, individual as well. It is like and you're you, playing yeah. with people, but you're also playing against the course yeah. and trying to say like, well, this is what I bag and this is what it does. So yeah. how, how would it, you know, work yeah. on this kind of hole and stuff like that? Yeah. But. And I played team sports and so then all of a sudden it's all me. Yep. So I succeed or I fail and right. it's all up to me. And right. then. You know, truly less than a year ago, and I'm like, what do these four numbers on this disc yeah. mean? And what do yeah. you mean wind? And how does that matter? Yeah. And and so um, I love it because there's so much to, to, to do within the sport um, in terms of how you play and what you throw and why you throw and when. Um, but I really love the people that you get to yeah. meet along the way because everybody is so kind. Um, they want to help. They, they truly. Um, mm-hmm. And they want you to be good and they want to give you discs, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and help you be the best person that you can be. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think a year is such a short time to like mm-hmm. be like, okay, I'm going to play tournaments and now I'm yeah. playing open. Yeah. You know, and then you watch things <laughs> like that, what's going on right now and um, with the women's, you know, worlds, all, yeah. that's all going on. And you're like, oh, wow, look at those courses that they're playing mm-hmm. and how they're yeah. doing it. And to be able to work and want to be at that level, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's what really drives me. Yeah. Um, you throw the bad shot and then all of a sudden you throw a good one. You're like, yep. oh, I want to do that again. Yep. Yep. So, yep. yeah. It's so addictive. Yeah, it really is. I've bought a lot of plastic in the past. Yeah, yeah. I've thrown a yeah. lot in the water. Yeah. So. It's been rough. <laughs> so y'all mentioned the Boulder Ladies mm-hmm. League. So can you talk a little bit more about that, what the format is, kind of what yeah. you guys got going on here in terms of just women's disc golf Definitely. in this area? So I would say, like, first and foremost, I know you're very generous with your shout-outs, but before we try to take credit for anything, mm-hmm. there's definitely two ladies that I feel were instrumental in Boulder putting it together. So that's Allie Dorado and Karen Sattler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I want to say Allie's a Colorado native. She's been playing for a few years now. Mm-hmm. And Karen um, Karen is a former world champion. Yes. So she knows what's up as well. So it's great. Yeah. But um, Allie just sort of saw lacking in that, um, in that realm and wanted to just kind of take the bull by the horns and, and make a safe space for the ladies. So yeah. Basically, what she and Karen had put together, um, they were hosting kind of dual tags, and it sort of uh, found its way to Tuesday evenings here. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we sort of meet, get together. Sometimes we'd go over, like, rules, or if there was, you know, like, a throw or something like that, that's Mm -hmm. what they had started with. Mm -hmm. Now it's more of a collective group of folks that I think have a pretty good idea. So we have... We have folks um, that have been playing for, you know, a couple of years, maybe not so long. People are like, hey, this is my first tag match and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it's a super encouraging place to 
kind of come in um, to, to the sport. Um, so right now, the way we have it formatted, like I said, it's Tuesdays, and then it, it's always at Valmont Park, which mm-hmm. is a pretty beginner-friendly 18-hole yeah. course. Sure. There's probably two or three holes that you need, like, big drives on, yeah. if, if that's fair. Um, but, you know, that's that's everybody's, like, it's, it's different for everyone, right? So I'm not just relinquishing it to being like, oh, right. it's a short thing. Um, so yeah, we get together, kind of meet at hole one. Mm-hmm. We'll, uh, you know, introduce ourselves if we don't know what that is. We normally take a group picture for our Facebook page, which is fun <laughs> to kind of share. Uh, we flip our discs and then split up into threes, fours, whatever's appropriate mm-hmm. and just kind of go out from there. Sure. So we've had really good support, um, from a couple different groups and they've been great about giving us some CTP prizes as mm-hmm. well. So we can give a, a new female friendly disc. So maybe yeah. it's like a 150 Sidewinder or hey, it's a new putter that you should try, or, um, you know, it might be like a, I don't want to call it a hand-me-down from one of us, Mm -hmm. but like, hey, I got this at a tournament, like, I might not use it, but I'd love to give it back to the ladies, so, um, I feel like there's been a lot of great camaraderie, Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's given us something to look forward to each week, uh, some, somewhere we can do our best to play consistently, the basket layouts may change a little Mm -hmm. bit, but it's never been too, too much, um, so yeah, I mean, like, I, I just can't thank Allie and Karen enough for starting it, because, you know, it's, Obviously, it's disc golf practice, but it's also something social. And maybe you're not necessarily playing with the same card each week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that changes it too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like maybe Andrea, myself, Karen, we're, we all find ourselves in the same card, so we're going head to head. And then it takes on like a different tone, you sure. know. But then last week we were playing, um, it was, uh, I think you were busy and Karen was out of town. So we did a five sum. It was Amy and myself and Allie. Sarah and Ashley and Sarah and Ashley both shot their best rounds they've ever had mm-hmm. so it was awesome to like be yeah. excited for them yeah and Allie took the number one tag that night mm-hmm. so I was excited for her so there's a lot of different um fluctuation yeah. when it happens so it's it's a very consistent league but it's also a little bit different each week yeah. cool mm-hmm. It's cool with that league. Like, I drive up from Denver. Yeah. Know, and, and I drive point. from Littleton. So yeah. on an hour, she's like 30 to 40 <laughs> yeah. minutes, and we're yeah. like, yeah. okay, it's go time. Like, drop it at 5, get there at 6, you know? It's yeah. cool because there there are such different levels, and what I love so much about that is Allie does such an amazing job. Like, mm-hmm. she literally will chase people down and give them cards, yep. right? Because she has business cards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to do to try to drive it. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have the person who's never played before but feels like this is a place that I can belong, and then you have people who are trying to compete and get better and practice and do whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because you get to intermingle those cards or those people every time. Yeah. Um, you know, we've done a couple things. I don't know if you know much about John Bird, but he's kind of a legend. Um, famous. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and Allie really did a good job with working on uh, uh, getting him involved and doing a couple clinics. And so really the, the thing is, is it's super fun mm-hmm. and everybody gets along and respects each other and people are teaching mm-hmm. people things, but also having a really good time mm-hmm. and then doing clinics. And I think people come and do that because it, it, it's, it feels good mm-hmm. and um, we can actually get together and no matter where you play or how you play, what your level is, whatever. Um, it's it's just fun every yeah. time and a super supportive group. And I mm-hmm. think um, I think the work, Allie, Karen, you know, that everybody's really been doing on that, I think it shows because yeah. it continues to grow and more yep. and more people come. And yep. I um, agree with that it's for fun. sure. And I, I mean, I, I can't necessarily say I'm speaking, you know, longevity. Like I said, I've only been in the sport for mm-hmm. five years and there's plenty of other women that have been playing for a lot longer here. But we tried to, um, on our like our Denver Facebook page, get a rotating tag match and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it almost felt like there was this energy and it was like building, building, but it just never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was ready to like step up and yeah. say, this is mine. So mm-hmm. I think, and you know, say I'm like not saying the right thing for sure, but um, Andrea and I have pretty big plans for what we want right, disc golf sure. in Denver to look like next year. Um, you know, listening to Ladies of the Chains, uh, you know, I feel like the Disc Golf Pro Tour has done a really good job, like Danielle and mm-hmm. Steve, and obviously Terry yeah. have done such a great job of getting, and Jomez, obviously, mm-hmm. done a really good job of, like, putting all this coverage together, getting women commentators, and just sort of, like, being able to hear from that perspective in conjunction with what we're doing here uh, seeing what Allie and Karen have put together, yeah. like we we want to take that and we want to respect that and we want to mm-hmm. run with it just mm-hmm. to try to expand it more for our Denver folks too. That's awesome. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next question. So y'all have talked a little bit about kind of your personal goals and now you're talking about kind of like the, the bigger picture goals. Mm-hmm. So being that you're both relatively new to the sport, like what does that bigger picture look like for you? Like where would you like to see disc golf go? What feels like success big picture for you 
Um, this is a great question. <laughs> uh, I could talk forever. Shut me off. Um, you know, again, it really does go back to like when I found the competitive quote unquote disc golf scene, yeah. it was because I was looking for something. I was looking to be accepted and belong and just mm-hmm. something I could feel good about and whatever. And I think that that is specifically for women. Um, number one, it's super important. Yeah. Um, two, I think sometimes the sport can be hard to get into. And what I mean is like a lot of times... Um, people get into it because their boyfriend or right. somebody like invited them to play. And right. so they're used to playing with guys and whatever. And that's fantastic. And mm-hmm. I love the competition of that. But I think having a place where women feel like they can belong at what at whatever level that is, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say it a million times. I like, I want to do this. Like, yeah. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think getting youth involved is really important. And I, I think, you know, I think we're kind of thinking more just – how do we get more women involved? Because there's so many women that play that you see in courses, mm-hmm. um, you know, that you go to and you're like, Hey, why don't you come do this? Like, yeah. why aren't you getting all right. the way in? Right. Um, so, you know, really talking about kind of, um, being able to start a women's league. I, I played in a long league and I have to give them a ton of credit cause they did an amazing job um, with that. But, but, you know, basically where you have, recreational divisions you have intermediate you have advanced you have open you have opportunities for anybody at any level to feel like i can go do this yeah and i think being able to give instruction to those new people of like this is what you should do or these are the rules or this is how you hold or this is how you putt or Mm -hmm. you know i would love to be able to give discs that beginner throwers can play because Mm -hmm. sometimes they are you know you hand them one of the discs that maybe we would throw and that's not going to be the best sure um but, you know, being able to just have a place where people feel like they can come to and they feel mm-hmm. accepted and that they can excel or just be involved or accepted in whatever level, I think is something that we have talked about a lot because yeah. there's so much more to the sport. Like, obviously, I would love to see more women play tournaments and to yeah. get really involved. But this sport is, um, it really can be amazing and really at a recreational level because think about it. I say it all the time, like, yeah. You get to go out to a park mm-hmm. and you throw a piece of plastic and you play fetch with yeah. yourself, basically. <laughs> yeah, you are, basically. right? You're fetching. But, uh, but you get to go and you get to be in these beautiful places and you get to meet these beautiful people and really uh, form a community. And I think yeah. that's the big picture um, mm-hmm. for me is being able to get people involved. And because I think if you get them involved at that level, that then grows to yeah. tournaments. That then mm-hmm. grows to Absolutely. all those things. And then that leads into a whole other thing that we can talk about or not with like women's disc golf and how do you grow that professionally to make it yeah. uh monetarily right. uh you know sustainable right that's mm-hmm. yep um <laughs> got it but i just i think um for me truly the camaraderie of the people that yeah. we meet and what yeah. they do is is really important so um i think that we've talked about a lot has been a really big focus of how do we how do we just get more people yeah. um engaged and feel like they're safe and something that i'll say again kind of about ali and those guys is like They've done a really good job of saying, no, this is a women's league. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that's important. And, yeah. we, and and they've had to actually step up in some big ways and say, yeah. I'm sorry, you're, you know, your brother, your boyfriend, your friend, your whoever can't come. Mm-hmm. They can play after us. Yeah. And, and not because we don't want that to be involved, but because we know, especially, you know, people who are beginning or maybe yeah. just want to be in this certain group, it's important to feel that connection first. So I think just being able to focus on helping those women or whatever it is feel empowered or like I really want to come and do this that that's where my heart is because yeah. I think the more people we can get involved long term I think that has a bigger impact Absolutely. on our sport definitely Absolutely. so I would say I mean a lot everything you said for sure getting in getting the kids involved as well like mm-hmm. we have this one great girl her name's Jocelyn mm-hmm. she like just mm-hmm. put her name down because you're going to hear about her <laughs> yeah. like the girl she's is awesome. crushing and she's got the best attitude when she comes out um, but just to see that. So I think for me, like we both come from a, not just an athletic background, but um, like athletic administration. Mm-hmm. I studied exercise and sports science. I was headed to be a coach and then I kind of pivoted a little bit in college. But um, for me, I think that that's something that I could I could see myself doing. Like mm-hmm. I swear, I hold Zoe Andyke on the highest yeah. pedestals because yeah, absolutely. her attitude, her performance – her passion um it it just lights me up when I see it and not saying I would follow in her footsteps because I don't think I come anywhere close but just like here where we are in our community like there's a lot of kids there's a lot of schools stuff like that just to see like because all it takes is that spark right like I don't know if you feel like this but Mm -hmm. like I can look back on my long athletic career prior to disc golf and I can tell you which coaches made the difference for me or the people that were like look kid like you you've got something Mm -hmm. here like I want you to stay at this Mm -hmm. um you know like I will work with you. I will provide you with some stuff that you need. I'll send like 
send you the right way to camp so you know where to sign up, things like that. Just to try to let them know, like, hey, this is something that's viable for you, you know? Um, And I think for me, too, like, I may not be in Andrea's boat, both talent and passion, when it comes to, like, FPO, you know, Mm -hmm. long-term goals. Like, I am bent on Amworld 2019. That is what I want to do, for sure. Um, So that is what I'm working really hard towards between now and York, Pennsylvania next year. Champion. I already, I already booked my Airbnb. Uh, So I will, I will be there. Um, Who knows how it's going to go because there's a lot of woods there, but I digress. Um, But, you know, playing all the tournaments I've played in, like a place where I feel like I could make a difference in the overall place is like, even if I step back from playing down the road, like Mm -hmm. I want to run good tournaments. Yeah. I have... We've been blessed in Denver with Rocky Mountain um, Disc Golf mm-hmm. Championships. Yeah. Ray Woodruff, um, Doug Bierkus, he yeah. ran it forever before he and his family right. moved. Um, and they're obviously having an incredible impact on yes. like dynamic discs. Yeah. Go, Paige, go. Um, <laughs> but seeing the caliber and the standard that they can create a woman's event. Yeah. Because people say, they're like, I don't play tournaments, I play Rocky Mountain. You know what I mean? Right. And that's the only time here in Colorado, other than maybe a stopover, um, we had Jessica Weiss out, I think, mm-hmm. last year. Ellen Widboom was out yeah. here this year. Right, it was right, right. so great yeah. to play with her. Yeah. I got to play with her twice, and I was just like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, but having access to those pros and sort of seeing them in action, too, and what they say about those tournaments, that feedback is even like, tenfold when it comes mm-hmm. to that. So it's just like taking notes and lessons and sort of like being these players that like do tournaments. Maybe there's two people in your division, like whatever it may be, you know, just trying to get through it. But just to create that safe tournament space yeah, for those women absolutely. that want to step up to the competitive level. And, like, I know that you've done, you know, the, the chats with ladies, the chains, or they can read a blog post, like, mm-hmm. what should I do for, like, ladies, mm-hmm. this and that. And, like, I've always just trying, like, have been trying to take mental stock of, like, yeah. yep, we need this, we need that, this would be great, that kind of stuff. Because to me, I think that's just, it's it's hard as a competitive player sometimes, like, Mm-hmm. To, to see tournaments and be like, man, this would be so good if dash, but, dot, dot. Yeah, but, like, yeah. yep. I, I know I will make mistakes and stuff like that, but I always want to be open for that feedback and just try to learn from the people that have gone before me. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So I think sort of taking all that in stride and knowing it's, like, this is new territory for mm-hmm. all of us, and, like, we're putting our best foot forward. We're taking it a day at a time, yeah. like, doing our best, like, for, for what the game calls for and what we see in Denver because I really feel like there's a lot of talent mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um you know so I would love mm-hmm. to down the road be able to foster that both yeah. in Boulder Denver beyond that kind of stuff like Kathy Hardiman um and her husband Steve lived in Colorado Springs for a long time and I know she did a ton for the sport they've moved up to Minnesota now and you know I've, I've had conversations with her about what it means to be an ambassador and how yeah. that works so um, you know, I know for me right now, it's like I'm sort of keeping it between 10 and 2, just trying to define my role as a player, yeah. but also just trying to hopefully be a good ambassador of the sport yep. as well. Absolutely. I just want to follow up with one piece that you said until Zoe and Dyke throw lefty. <laughs> <laughs> just keep throwing lefty. That's it. It's my uh, advice. <laughs> that's all really fantastic to hear really excited for you guys it's so great to hang out with you guys in person thank you andrea thank you erica any other shout outs we got a shout out oz this guy man he's our caddy for my caddy for life oh my goodness yeah so i'm gonna tell you this i'm not gonna let you edit it out (laughs) all right so absolutely y'all heard it um truly like and i what i want to tell you is that it's absolutely amazing what you're doing mm-hmm. um with aids of the chain and, and, and all those things like it, it truly is because i think it's um i think it's a, a a passion project to actually step up and say hey you know what we need to do something for this community and mm-hmm. to actually follow through and do that and i think what you're doing is amazing i think you're getting people involved in different ways from different facets of the game and mm-hmm. i think it really um, lends itself to anybody who is interested in the sport to learn a little bit about where everybody comes from and what their choices yeah. are, or why they're doing it, or how they're doing it, or what their experience is. So, thank you. Well, thank you. Don't edit it. Don't do <laughs> it. Don't do it. Amen. I'm I'm 100% with Andrea. I've been a fan ever since I found you online. I've been trying to share it. I was like, girl, you got to go listen to Becca's podcast. Like, it's true. Um, it just it makes me jealous that we don't necessarily live in Kansas City because I'm like, God, they have so many ladies. It's so great there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, 
I love hearing all the variety of women you've brought to the podcast. And like, we really appreciate you taking the time sure. to come here for sure. Cause you did not have to do this. And we were basically schoolgirl excited about it. So thank you for that. Um, but you know, I loved hearing what Nova said on the podcast. It's sort of like, you know, we can talk and we can complain or we can step up and we can do something about it. So we appreciate what you're doing for that as well. Um, you know, we hope we can follow in these people's footsteps and sort of make that difference. But as far as shout outs are concerned, I mean, all our ladies that are here in Denver and Boulder, it's just such a pleasure to play with you and we hope you listen and enjoy this. Um, definitely want to give a shout out to our Mile High Disc Golf Club as well. Uh, people like Kyle Harrigan and Jeff Hungerford and mm -hmm. I would say honestly Lauren Johnson Lauren Johnson uh, absolutely yeah she's been doing ladies tags for Denver mm -hmm. she's been getting a great following hers is a little bit more co-ed um, but yeah she's been doing great stuff with that as well but um, you know people like Jeff have been out on the tour as well but he always does his very best to call out ladies and it is just so great like every time we get to play around with him here it feels good too but um yeah, my last shout-out, honestly, like, I know this is going to sound really weird, and you can edit it out if you want to, but I just, I'm loving my Innova Discs. Yeah! <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I'm throwing. I'm telling you, the X3, X3 changes lives, and I tell anybody that's a flicker, I'm like, you need this in your bag, please go do this. But, yeah, that's, you can, um, that's my what I've been disking lately, if that's helpful for you, okay? That's a callback, all right? Can, can I give a shout-out? I think I'll give a shout-out. Uh, okay. Who I really want to give a shout-out to. <laughs> Is Erica Weir. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And the reason is, is because I remember, I mean, a little bit less than a year ago, we went to play Cherryville. I got invited by somebody else. Hey, come play this course. It's a oh, Cherryland. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's out here in Boulder, um, too. It is. And I went, and I don't know what I'm doing. And I go, and I play, and I see this person who is just throwing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want to throw like her someday. <laughs> for real and uh it was her and I'm like oh my gosh like she's so good she's whatever and I think I feel really lucky that we've gotten mm -hmm. to know each other and such yeah. like honestly a, a short way. amount of time for sure yeah because like I see her play and she does really well and maybe it's the same for you I do really well no nope, 100% compete. yeah but and I think this is the true kind of definition of what the ladies game is in my mm -hmm. opinion is Absolutely. that like we can go out and she can win. I'm like, that's amazing. And I can win. That's amazing yeah. from her. And um, to be able to have somebody like that, and mm -hmm. I, again, I think it goes back to what women's disc golf is all about, but to be able to have that and want to come out mm -hmm. every day and I want to be better than her and she wants to be better than me mm -hmm. and we go out and we just keep doing it. Yeah. Um, I'm really appreciative of that. No, I'm I... Like, so. I was like, I don't really know when I'm going to get cut off from shout-outs, but I definitely want to shout-out to him. <laughs> That's all. Becca's going to be like, you can't ever do this again. Oh, but no. You guys are cut off. But, I mean, it's definitely true. Like, I, I said in the beginning of this interview mm -hmm. that, you know, like, I found a quote-unquote renewed sense of passion. Yeah. It's sitting next to me. Yeah. This is why. Because this girl's a dog with a bone. Like, she, <laughs> she is true. getting after yeah. her craft. She is putting. She's doing this and that. And, yeah. like, for somebody like me, like, a, I don't want to be beaten, but B, I'm like, I just love the dedication that I'm seeing, and that sets a fire for me. So it's yeah. like, if you're that person for me, like, who's the next person? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what what are other people looking at? And I'm, oh, Missy. Obviously, yeah. Missy Gannon. Like, right. we, we, I played with her, and, yeah. and to hear the amount of practice and everything she's putting into her sport, I was like, look out. Yeah. Just look out. And yeah. like... She has goals and she is getting after it and it was it's just such a pleasure to like yeah. see where people can go, you know? And yeah. it's it's so great because it's, she's from Colorado, you know right. what I mean? Like yeah, she's from New York, but right. like she was here, yeah. did her thing, figured out yeah. how to play and now like she's at PDGA yeah. Worlds and yeah. we're following her on UDisc yep. live and we're right. calling her out and cheering for her yeah, like, yeah. No, and same thing yeah. with Paige like I don't know Paige I know Missy mm -hmm. um, I mean like Paige is a sweetheart and she's talked to me before but like she doesn't mm -hmm. know me from anybody but just seeing like where we are and where you can go I just mm -hmm. I love the possibility of opportunity yeah. and the possibility of goals yeah. as well but yeah I mean 100% shout out to you Aww. You're the best. It's a love triangle. <laughs> it's just love. Just love. <laughs> so much love. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Because obviously, without listeners, without people doing the thing, the podcast, you know, is is ultimately meaningless. So I'm super excited to hear what you're doing. It's really great. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Keep Becca. It. Thank you. <laughs>
that's our show. Thanks so much for listening. Lupe, any shout outs? Um, just to my dog, Sunny. I really want to tell her how proud of her I am that she doesn't chase discs <laughs> when I throw them or when other people throw them. We're still working on not standing in front of yeah. me on the tee pad. But you know what? As long as she's not chasing and biting discs, I'm happy. So that's my shout out. Well, I'm going to shout out Zeke and Zeppelin, my dogs then too, for chasing my four hands in the backyard that I'm still trying to figure out <laughs> slowly but surely. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, if you would be so kind to rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you are listening on. We also love to hear your questions and comments. Seriously, we've had some amazing comments recently that uh, have really touched us and just help us keep this thing going. Uh, So you can reach us at ladiesofthechains at gmail.com or on Facebook or Instagram. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, go to Patreon and search Ladies of the Chains, you can support us for as little as $1 a month, and we have rewards coming soon. I super promise I'm working on it. So get out there, play some disc golf, and we'll see you back here in a couple weeks on the Ladies of the Chains Disc Golf Podcast.